Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Ravik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome back listeners to our another insightful episode of Healthy Mind and Healthy Life. I'm your host Avik and today we have a very special guest joining us. He is an award-winning filmmaker, a lifelong seeker and a true inspiration for those dealing with anxiety. Please give me a warm welcome to Christopher Clatus. So Christopher is an extraordinary individual who like many of us faced the challenges of anxiety head on so his journey uh, began with a diagnosis of an anxiety disorder during his college years and instead of succumbing to its grip christopher turned into an opportunity for growth and self discovery motivated by his initial perception of anxiety as a weakness Christopher embarked on a relentless quest to understand the healing capacities of the human mind. So from silent meditations on um mountaintops to exploring native american sweat lodges, psychotherapy, men's groups, yogis, trauma work and creative projects. So Christopher left no stone unturned in his pursuit of knowledge and transformation. So today Christopher join us to share his personal journey and the invaluable lessons he has learned along the way. So in this in his book he has also written a book uh, so when your mind screams so he opens up about the uh, depth of his own psycho spiritual struggles and how he found redemption through embracing his anxiety as a teacher rather than a foe. So now I must emphasize that Christopher is not a doctor, psychologist or a celebrity. He brings a wealth of experience and expertise as someone who has lived and suffered from anxiety and panic for over 3 decades. So through his own tools, ideas and philosophies, he offers practical guidance to help fellow students face their anxiety head on so just as he is so welcome christopher to healthy mind and healthy life podcast and we are just honored to have you here today so how are you feeling today avik well first of all thank you for that amazing intro like it was just like uh yeah it, i really appreciate that it's wonderful to be here and um i'm actually feeling pretty fantastic today and i'm happy to hear it whenever i'm on you know whenever i'm discussing this topic and i know that i could potentially be helping one person it's always a good day 
that's great that's the that's the positive vibe i can i can actually feel so with this uh, so we'll just proceed so i have i have few queries like uh, not only for me also maybe i believe my listeners would also love to learn about it because it's it's a great lesson for them so can you share with us about your personal experience of being diagnosed uh, with with the anxiety disorder and how it impacted your life like what motivated you to turn into an opportunity for growth yeah well it was you know as anyone who struggles with anxiety it's incredibly frightening when it first happens because you, it's it feels like you know it's happening internal it's happening in your body and you have no control over it and that just feeds the feeds the lion right or feeds the wolf um when i you know going into college is where the dam kind of broke for me and where really i knew something was wrong i mean i was like i can't um I, I can't struggle with this anymore. It was so intense. Um, and I, you know, the, the, the thing that I did was I just reached out to a psychiatrist because I just didn't know who else to reach out, out to. My parents were, 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 you know, I look back now, were amazing people, but they just, there was no, a lot of, not a lot of emotional support when I was younger. And so, um, my dad was very type A. So being a man, it felt even, um, uh, I felt like a weakness, you know, anxiety felt like a weakness. So I didn't want to admit that to anyone, including myself. Um, so I, when I went to the psychiatrist and it was, I remember it, it, it just burned in my head. It, it was so quick where he just says, you have, you know, you have a, he kind of smiled when he said, he's like, you have a pan, pan, it's called panic disorder. It's, it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. And even though he kind of put a label on me, which I don't, I don't really love labels like that. Now looking back, it was a huge relief because I was like, there's the, this, whatever's going on with me has a name and it has, and there's, there's, um, treatment for it. Right. So just those two things was such a huge relief, um, that I, you know, it was, um, it, 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 like you said, it was the beginning of a very long journey. Um, I think that initially, I took what I call in the book more of a quick fix approach. You know, I didn't, um, I, I, he recommended some medication. I was fine with that. Cause I was like, anything that's going to make this go away, I'll be happy. Um, and, and I want to say upfront, I have no, you know, throughout the book, I talk about medication and I feel like it should be, um, it should be th the last option, right? It shouldn't be the first line of defense. Um, uh, you know, the, the less medication, the better. I, but with that said, I understand there's many people who are do fantastic on medication and that works for them. So, um, but for me, um, I felt that was for me a quick fix where you really have to do the underlying work to, um, because you come off the medication and everything comes back unless you've done some work. So it was a huge, it was a scary moment, but it was also a very enlightening moment. I, I can understand like the phase uh, it goes on so it's it's really tough but yes uh, uh, people can overcome and you are the example so definitely and so, so with this like uh, so throughout your journey uh, throughout your journey like 
you have explored uh, various approaches uh, for healing the anxiety uh, maybe from the silent meditations to creative projects so could you highlight uh, maybe one or two practices that had a significant impact on your well-being and uh, actually helped you transform your relationships with the anxiety Sure, sure. I think that um again and I'm, I'm I maybe I'm generalizing but I think that as anxiety suffers we're always looking for something or I'm always looking for something on the outside that's going to fix you know the inside and there's a constant I have a thirst for knowledge I'm always looking stuff up what's the next thing there's got to be one thing that's going to fix and so that's what led me on this path of just trying so many different things and I still do I mean I still I'm still seeking um and and they're all fantastic modalities they all have their they've all given me a little piece of something to help me engage with the world and live with myself and my mind and i think that you know when i first meditation was really the first thing for me that kind of came online um just exploring myself that really started with listening to um you know guided meditations or music just to settle myself down and cut out the, the the world right and so that kind of led to being able to kind of sit with myself with my thoughts with my feelings and not kind of try to you know uh what's the word you know run away from the, the, what's going on the, the ticker tape going through my head or the feelings that are going through my body and so you know there's so many different ways you can meditate and you know some of them focusing on breath which I talk about in the book um I really think you have to find your way but I think like some sort of um inner um some sort of sitting with yourself and and you know breathing and landing in your body I feel has tremendous value even if it's for a very short period of time during the day. And I know that that's a buzzword meditation and breath breath work it's a big buzzword and I get into in in much deeper into the book in the book but that was really the first that was kind of my gateway drug into um uh into you, you, the modality of uh, that really I felt helped for me. Um and I think the other thing is you know um I think there there's always a good time to seek outside help i mean i i started to do therapy later on in life right when i realized that all these external things work and there's no quick fix that i really had to understand what makes me tick why was i having these feelings and um and so therapy for me was good for a period of time because i i logically from the neck up i understood why i was having this anxiety and why i had these crazy thoughts in my head and so again you know it disempowered the anxiety because i had an understanding that this is just this is not reality it's just kind of what's been churning through my head and um so you know those those two things i think kind of set me on my path um i think since then it's you know doing all these different modalities i kind of realized the, one of the reasons why I, why i wrote the book is because i wanted to simplify things for anxiety sufferers because i think that i being one myself i try to overcomplicate things you know i just try because it keeps the anxiety alive what i wrote about in the book is that anxiety sufferers feel they can feel anxiety if they don't feel anxiety does that make sense so yeah. 
you know, calm, calm feels strange. Calm is different. It feels strange and it, it, it can create its own set of anxieties. So in the book, you know, I go through basically what I think are the three core tenets of, of really, um, engaging with anxiety and, and, and making it, you know, lessen it in your life. And that's, you know, some sort of, um, some sort of breath work, breathing, getting in your body. Um, the second thing would be observing what's coming up in your body, what's going through your mind. And then the last one for me, which is the reason why I put it at the end of the book is the hardest is some sort of letting go. Right. And that could be pushing yourself beyond what you think what's possible. But really for me, it's to stop resisting life. You know, I think I've been resisting life for so long, which again, creates anxiety. So I know that's a long answer. I don't know if that's that's what you were asking. Oh, definitely. It, it's, it's true, it's true. And uh, like, I also, also like what you have mentioned, like uh, sometimes you also feel like, okay, just put put your heads down and thinking something so that means i believe what you would try to mention about you're just focusing on things so that it can actually uh, prepare your mind right yeah i mean it's it's if you're if you're constantly being um you know you feel anxiety and then some people they get busy or they they go, they look in the refrigerator, they eat, they work out. I mean, I, I work out a lot. I know that that was, you're just, I think it's a distraction from listening to what's going on to your body and allowing that to move through your body. And ultimately that stuff gets released, right? I think someone told me, maybe it was my wife was the first person who told me that, you know, anxiety, like she heard someone talking saying anxiety was really a a pushing down of emotion right you have this emotion that's coming up you feel it in your chest and it, it's scary the sensations are scary and you push it back down i didn't realize that i think a lot of that is is emotion that i had just been trying to stuff down for years you know um i i have a you know traumatic background and i think that that was the seed of all of this um so but you know again the other thing that i think is really important to mention is that that um you know it's not there's really nothing wrong with you you know i mean i think people immediately think there's something wrong you're dead you know you're definitely not alone if you have anxiety especially after the pandemic um and you know i listened to one of your your last podcast which was great talking about i think the guy's name was eli and he yeah. was mentioning that laughing through the hard times and you know, everything, I, my whole life has been so serious, you know, and it's like, I'm trying to figure out how to bring that levity because I think that's laughter is also so key and to hold things, hold things lighter, you know? Very good, very good. So that's very important in our life, but maybe, uh, you do, uh, you do, we are, we are a lot of busy, uh, people and maybe we shift our focus from us to something different things but yes it's it's also very required for us as well to uh, take care of us take care of ourselves take care of our mind so it's very very important so um also like as you have mentioned about and i can see your book just behind uh you so um so from this only so like i think like in your book uh when um your mind screams uh so you discuss the concept of anxiety as a teacher so can you elaborate about this idea like 
how embracing the anxiety as a teacher has influenced your own uh, healing journey absolutely i think that um when that when it first started for me when i was younger i think probably after i got out of graduate school is when i started to realize that a, a deeper level of work needed to be explored if i was going to um you know i still at that point in my life i was like i want to just rid myself of this like i want to get it out of my life completely um which i don't think you know is 100% possible i mean i think you're always going to be struggling with anxieties um and i think that that going you know, going through that period of time and just hitting like an emotional bottom um push me to explore therapy meditation you know all these different things understanding you know what made me tick and i think that's why i love writing and and love creating characters because i'm i'm really if you look at movies um there's usually some massive obstacle usually it's internal and external it's against it goes against the character like if you went to a movie and there was no obstacle you'd be bored to tears right and right. so it's it it having challenges physical emotional um unless you are really stubborn it it pushes you to to understand why that's happening right and so you know the the ultimate goal of my book um outside of the things i already mentioned you know um of understanding there's you know being you're not alone and there's nothing wrong with you is that i'm trying to create to help people hone their abilities to sit with their deepest darkest sensations emotions thoughts fears on a moment to moment basis right if and it's and i know it sounds scary and hard and i still have moments where i have to back off you have to find that sweet spot of like do i push for, further into this or do i back off and if you can develop you know over time day by day little short steps you can create a resilience emotionally and physically that you never th- was thought possible right and so if you look at people who have really struggled emotionally in their lives or physically you see them do amazing amazing things like i was looking at um, i don't know if you know much about david goggins who wrote a book i think it's called can't hurt can't hurt me or can't touch me um he was 300 pounds you know he was um broke he was just everything you can imagine and then he he ended up going to the military he ended up going through seal training and we i don't think including myself don't understand the resilience and the power that we have in, internally you know and it's if we can dig deep if we can look at these things and again use it as a teacher and not say oh why me um i think it can be um you know it can be an amazing amazing set you on an amazing path sure definitely exactly so as a teacher it's very easy i mean it it is for also to uh, make people understand and it's true as well so many people uh, like who struggle with the anxiety often face challenges so when it comes to self compassion and acceptance so have you uh, like how have you personally cultivated like your self compassion in the face of anxiety and uh, like what advice do you have for others who may be struggling in this area 
Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. That's huge. That's such a big part of this because you you and this good. Another thing about David Goggins is he's so he he has the idea that you have to be so hard on yourself. And I think that there's a there's a good part of that, but you have to be careful. And I think that 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 every day I need to remind myself to be. Um, am I pushing myself too my too hard? Am I being too hard on myself? Because that being hard on yourself is only going to create can potentially create more anxiety, right? And so um, the the you know some of the ways that are out there might feel a little inauthentic, whether it's talking to yourself in a mirror or, but you know they can be very powerful. I also find that the first thing in the morning is such a powerful moment because you've slept all night. Your body, your 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 body's kind of mind are kind of coming back and congealing, and I think it's I think it's alpha state. Delta is when you sleep is a is a is a great time to imprint stuff right um, into your body into your mind, and so you know it could be a, a gratitude journal, you know, which every morning it can be small, you know, having just being grateful for what you have is a, is is I think a um, is is an act of self kindness. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of meta meditation, which is is a loving kindness Buddhist meditation, which is really wonderful. Which what it does is you you get into a meditation and you send loving kindness to usually first it's just so, someone that's very easy to send you know send it to, and then then it'll go to someone a little bit more challenging, and eventually it comes back to yourself. And they put you, you they I think they set it up so you are the last person because sometimes that's the hardest one to love, you know, and right. so. I think it's 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 immensely important, and not only how you talk to yourself, but how you just treat yourself. Uh, you know, you know what you're eating, what you're putting in your body, what you're listening to during the day. That is also, you know, an act of 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 self kindness, you know, and self love. But huge, huge part of of this definitely because the pro the path is so tough that you know you need to be. It took me a while. It took me a while to get past, like, you know, why is why is this happening to me? Am I broken? Um, you know, I was embarrassed. I was I had some shame around it, and then to turn that to say it's going to be okay. You're, you know, talking to myself uh, kinder. Um, so that's huge. It's a huge, huge part of this. Sure. Great, great to understand these things, and I love that Buddhist. Uh, Uh, meta meta meditation which you mentioned uh, maybe I, i would love to learn more about it but maybe not in this episode uh, we can we can cover this the uh, another episode where we can cover about exact in details about uh, this thing um, but um, so anxiety can sometimes also feel overwhelming so and seeking um, any professional help like you have already mentioned prior that uh, it becomes crucial as well so in your experience um, how has therapy or counseling uh, played a role in your healing journey and um, any any advice you have for the individuals who may be hesitant to seek professional support because what happens is these things are very um, very sensitive things and people sometimes feel uh, very broken uh, or maybe sometimes they feel uh, like to put themselves in a backward stage so that 
people uh, might not come about it and they might uh, say something behind them so the, these are something very uh, sensitive so uh, like any advice you have uh, for people who feel hesitant to seek the uh, professional support Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's I think nowadays that with so many podcasts and people like really bearing their souls now as to struggles and mental illness and you know, I think was it I think it's this month is National Mental Illness Month or maybe it was yes. last month. So, yeah, so um I think you know nowadays it's it's much more accessible and it's much more it's seen as a strength not a weakness, right? So people need to understand that if you broke your arm you'd go to the doctor right it's the same thing so i think that it's sometimes taking that first step is tough but once you take it it's huge and and to answer your question it was life changing for me i mean it was i i not only did i do one on one but i did group therapy which then you start to see other people who are struggling with the very same thing you're struggling with and it's um it's really kind of mind blowing i will say that i got to a point um i'm a very kind of mental from here up kind of guy and so i got to a point where i just felt that i was repeating a lot of the same stuff i knew in my head what was going on but i still was struggling with things so i'm like what is that and so when i started to do some more trauma based therapy which was more somatic and about the body because you know and again this is something you're hearing a lot about nowadays that trauma and and when i say trauma it could be it could be you know it could be abuse that was horrible or it could be the way your mother or father looked at you one day it could be in anywhere in between and the body really holds all that information and so that sort of when i made that shift i think i started to um really accelerate my healing um and 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 again it's a leap it took a leap for me because i want i want us i want a 1 2 3 like a blog post like this is what you do boom, 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 boom. that you don't get that with this you kind of sit there you feel what's going on with your body you're asking questions you're letting things come back from you know just internally um but it's it was huge i think that um also i think it's much more accessible as far as a monetary um you know for a long time it was not it's very expensive right and i think that there are um even even some of the um the online uh, better health and th- there's certain sorts of platforms that are accessible for people that aren't terribly expensive so um and even there's even free you know uh uh um therapy out there if you really look for it so I think it's again I think it's huge I think that for anxiety sufferers suffers if you can find someone who's specializes in this sort of thing um is great and I also think at some point in time I always believe a good therapist is going to lose their clients because at some point they're going to get better right so you'll get to a point where you're like do I need to am I using this to learn more about myself or is it becoming a crutch right am i becoming am i leaning on this too hard because i think in order to grow you know you have to you know the, the the therapy at some point for 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 some people for some people they you know it's it's a constant need that's fine um but i think it can become a crutch but it was it was an amazing um uh, modality in my life that's great that's great to uh, hear like 
Uh, it's very uh, very powerful thing like you have mentioned and uh, so uh, like uh, so uh, we 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 all know about the philosophies that uh, help us uh, to face the anxiety head on so could you share one or two practical strategies or maybe the techniques that have particularly effective for you in managing the anxiety on a day to day basis Yeah so I said how on the morning it's so important um to really set up your day right like if you if you if you do something in the morning and again these can be little small things i think what what there's an overcomplication that you know that i've struggled with myself is like finding the perfect exact thing i need to do and it's really about consistency and picking just a handful of things right that's it um and it might feel like you're not gaining getting any getting anywhere for a long time but it, it'll start seeping in and I, i'll go back to the the breath work which i talked about um is is so vitally important i personally do more of an energizing breath in the morning um which can create anxiety for some people because it creates sensations in the body that can be uncomfortable but a simple i think andrew wild um kind of brought this simple breath work um to the world and it's it's a 4 7 8 breath was where you breathe in for 4 hold for 7 and then breathe out for 8 and literally do that 3 rounds i did that right before we started just to kind of land and it's unbelievably powerful there's the box breath which is taught to the navy seals which is a 4444 breath and that's breathing in for breathing holding for four breathing out for holding for four and you you just do a circle so again it's about landing in your body and 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 slowing everything down and just being centered i mean that's that's so vitally important so and again um the the way my book is set up breathe there's three sections breathe observe let go and i get into breathwork but i get a, into a whole other set of things that tie into breathwork as well in that section um but breathwork uh, unbelievably powerful um observe is another section and i think that uh, i brought up the gratitude journal but i think that you know this could be a, i do a couple different things um it could be a simple 5 minute gratitude journal or it could be um i don't know if you've ever heard of morning pages which is very popular with creatives um julia cameron read a book called the artist's way and she tells people to write three longhand written pages every morning and it really just gets all the stuff that's in your head out onto a piece of paper and then you you can either leave it there rip it up let it go um uh that's unbelievably helpful and then you know like i said before it's not about like in the middle of the day looking back and going did my breath work help me like how am i feeling is it like looking back just let it go let it go and just know that you know stuff's going to come up throughout the day it's normal um and that little steps forward are going to create are going to build like a snowball and eventually eventually what i want what i love for people is to find their own set of tools right that are tied into these three things observe could be therapist it could be just understanding the data flow through your mind and why where that's coming from right as soon as you put it on paper 
it's outside of you and you can look at it and go, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. You know, there's the stuff we tell ourselves as I write in the book, um, over 95% of it is not truth, you know? And so those are two powerful exercises. The last thing I'll say is, um, which again, you've been hearing a lot about recently and it's out there in the ether is some sort of uh, physical challenge. And what I've, I've done is um, a cold shower, right? A cold shower will or a plunge will create a fight or flight um, reaction in your body, right? Which is similar to what happens with anxiety. So if you can sit with that, um, breathe through that, it, it's only going to train you for, for life moments when you have the same thing. And now they're finding out is if you can sit in that fight or flight and then also uh, it's not necessarily, I guess it would be considered an affirmation. You can kind of talk to yourself and say, we're good. You're fine. You're going to, you're going to crush this day, whatever it is, it gets implanted in that fight or flight, right? So those things are linked fight or flight and, and talking to yourself and saying, you're going to crush this. And it kind of over, what's the word? It kind of cancels out the fight or flight, you know? And so at least that's, that's what works for me. That's all I've written in the book is what worked for me over all the things I've looked at over the years. So um, hopefully that'll help some people. That's great. That's great to suffer. Like, uh, it really, it really uh, means a lot. And as you have mentioned about the morning breathing technique, so I personally uh, like uh, believe, and I personally do as well. So I do not uh, like do all those things. But yes, one thing I uh, definitely follow is uh, breathe in and breathe out. So basically, uh, there are two steps. Like just uh, from uh, one side of the nose uh, takes. Uh, like deep breathing hold for a second and then just uh, like pass it on from the another side so uh, it actually helps it actually uh, like make the person focus on things um, it, uh, like also help the person uh, not to get angry or uh, like in very quickly so these are few things uh, I, I follow which I uh, uh, like learned from my father and actually it helps and whatever you have mentioned the techniques the uh, process it will actually helps help people and it actually helps really so uh, with this it's a very uh, i guess this episode will be uh, like it's a kind of full of thoughts full of knowledge and insights so uh, and this also uh, brings us at the end of this uh, thought provoking episode of healthy mind and healthy life so uh, i want to extend my heartfelt gratitude to you christopher for sharing your remarkable journey and insights on navigating the anxiety with resilience and courage so uh, like your willingness to embrace the anxiety as a teacher and uh, transform it into a source of growth is truly inspiring. So your uh, experiences and uh, the practical tools you have uh, mentioned that you have developed are invaluable resources for anyone who are facing similar kind of challenges. So dear listeners, like you always remember that anxiety is not a weakness but it's an opportunity for self-discovery and personal development so by adopting uh, Christopher's philosophy of self-compassion and acceptance and actively seeking support you can 
embark on your own paths towards healing and well-being so if you have found a value in today's episode so i will definitely encourage you to explore christopher's book when your mind screams for a deeper dive into his personal journey and strategies he has developed i'll definitely put his book link uh, in the show uh, below and as always you have uh, if you have any questions or topics that you would like us to cover in the future episodes please do reach out to me and uh, we are here to support on your journey to healthy mind and healthy life so thank you for joining us today christopher uh, and people who are listening to us so always remember to take care of yourself and nurture your mental well-being and stay tuned for more empowering conversations on healthy mind and healthy life so until next time so i'm your host avik signing off thank you thank you christopher joining thank you so much i appreciate what you do it's fantastic